Hi, and thanks for coming back to another solo episode of Debatable, which is basically just me teasing out an idea for 10 or 15 minutes. So thank you for being here and thank you for listening to what I hope is not going to be a whole bunch of word vomit. I have a question for you. How easy is it for you to accept that two completely contradictory things can be true at the same time? Over the past few weeks, I've been reading even more news than normal, more opinion pieces, and just trying like really hard to break open the echo chamber that I exist in, uh, because I think that's probably generally just a good thing to do if you can stomach it. It's definitely not easy. The world as we know it feels incredibly polarized right now. Um, so it can be like a bit of a head fucking very challenging. But something that's starting to jump out the more widely you read is how rare it is for anyone to acknowledge, accept or absorb the truth in any counter argument. So like no matter what side of an issue you're on, and I'm saying side with air quotes because binaries are not real, which I'll get to in a little bit, but no matter which side you're on, there's always valid things, like there's always valid queries and deep truths in the other camp. If we reject them flat out, like just throw the whole idea out, even the parts that are true, We're only just really working, I think, to keep the status quo in place, which is two sides fighting for eternity with each other with no movement forward, no give, basically no progress at all. I know like these things can be so hard to get our heads around without solid examples. So um, I'm going to share one that's been really pushing me to reevaluate how I think about this stuff. So let's take those pesky anti-mask, anti-lockdown, COVID is a hoax protesters who have been very vocal around Australia for the last like month or so, maybe a couple of months. I have been really consciously not covering this on Z feed because I suspect that it's a actually a very small group just using like noise and being very noisy to make themselves seem bigger. And I haven't really wanted to overstate the importance of of that. So I haven't kind of been really talking about this, but I have been following along as many people have been following along because it is just very interesting and very fascinating. So if we put the science to the side and put the hoax argument to the side for a minute, as I kind of understand it, the crux of their whole argument is that the pandemic has allowed a level of government overreach and heavy-handed law enforcement that is infringing on the rights and freedoms of Australian citizens. So that is their primary concern and they are worried that if once the pandemic is over or if the pandemic is not real, as some of them think, that this will continue and the, the rights and freedoms of Australians will be continually restricted by the powers that be. The issue is that in a lot of online and offline spaces, the conversation around these people and these protests is quite dismissive. So it's saying that they're like crazy or they're overreacting or they're just plain wrong um, while completely ignoring two things. One, 
what they're saying about government or policing may indeed be true. And two, those exact same arguments were being made just a few months earlier by the quote-unquote other side. So at the time of the Aboriginal and Black Lives Matter protests in July, which Zafi did cover quite a lot, there was a huge backlash against state government attempts to block the protests and stop them from happening. So I remember following the legal challenge to the Sydney protests in particular, and that was really interesting as the organisers of that protest were taken to court by New South Wales Police. And I was writing at the time about the importance of protests in general and the implications that that judgment could have going forward. Um, So this kind of seems to be a parallel thing. And then, you know, you could even look at another example in Melbourne with the extreme criticism of the decision to send a big police presence to lock down the nine state housing towers in North Melbourne and Flemington with no warning and what seemed to be really inadequate execution all in the name of public safety and controlling the outbreak. But really, when you break it down, these stories seem to share quite specific truths with the anti-lockdown protests. And yet I don't see, we just like, we can't seem to get past the fact that the argument that the anti-maskers are making is not 100% completely correct. So we just dismiss the whole thing entirely. In reality, it's really hard for us to accept that they can be right and wrong at the same time. If you look at it through this lens, there should be lots of other activists and people who believe that protests are an important part of citizen power who are at least acknowledging the merits of protesting when the government tells you not to. On the flip side, I mean, it does go both ways. So were the anti-lockdown crew equally supportive during the Black Lives Matter protests? Generally, I think, no, I think these two camps have been quite separate for the most part. You could argue that the anti-lockdown protesters are not acting for the benefit of the greater good and that they are actually posing a huge risk to others. But from their point of view, like if you look at it from where they stand, they are actually fighting for what they believe is the greatest good. And to be really clear about this, just in case it's misunderstood, I should get it on the record. I do not agree with the anti-lockdown group, but I think it's really important to acknowledge that like, some of the things that we think are actually the same. And if we believe what we are saying is true, then therefore some of the stuff they're saying must also be true. I read a really good article by um, an American science writer, K.C. Cole, in the LA Times. It's from 2018, but I, I think it's still really relevant. It's called Quantum Mechanics Has a Lesson for Our Polarized Society. Two Contradictory Things Can Still Be True. In this, um, it's, an, it's an opinion piece. So in this piece, K.C. explains how the basic principles of quantum mechanics not an area of my expertise at all, but they allow us to see how dual realities can exist all at once, even though it seems like that's impossible. So science has a lot of conflicting realities that coexist. And one example that she gives is light is both a wave and a particle. 
So even though a wave cannot be a particle and a particle cannot be a wave, somehow light is both of those things. And the type of experiment that you would use to prove to prove that will confirm either one or the other and both of those are right, which just, I don't know, it explodes my brain. But anyway, <laughs> that's what it is. And she uses these examples to draw comparisons to US politics, writing that the devotion to our side is making us all stupid. And the problems that we face are just far too complicated to be solved by any one side alone. The part that really stuck with me, though, is when she says that refusing to acknowledge this is hindering progress. She writes that it sets us up for continual conflict and failure. If you win by 51%, the other 49% is still there, more entrenched than ever. Progress becomes impossible. There are some issues where I absolutely believe that we've reached the limit of where playing sides can actually take us. So I put up a poll the other day on Z Feed's Instagram stories asking whether everyone thinks climate change should be a bipartisan issue and 92% of the people who responded to the poll said yes, which is something I completely agree with. The thing that frustrates people about politics is you look at these people who have power but they're just sticking to their teams and blocking their opposition purely based on competition and purely based on power rather than collaborating to put together comprehensive policy to solve like the biggest problems that we're that we're all facing and so why do we expect that one side can have 100% of the answers like they just can't it's not nobody can do that my feeling is that if we start to show that we can accept and acknowledge the true parts of other arguments, we'll kind of lead by example and we'll be able to encourage those people to do the same for us. And then maybe we can get to a space where, okay, now we're lending expertise or sharing knowledge to improve on some of the other parts that are wrong in both of our way of thinking and theirs. And then it just starts to open up some possibility. We start to get a little bit of movement. Things might start to change. And that brings me to the final point I want to land. It is really problematic to think of ourselves and of others as existing on a beliefs-based binary. I've got to the point now where I actually completely hate the terms left and right when we're talking about politics or anything really. Um, but I'll use them for this because I understand it does make things easier to grasp. If we believe the left and the right are opposites, that means they can't be the same thing. If I am left-leaning on 99 issues, but on one issue I align with the right, does that mean I am not left? Does it have to be 100%? Does it have to be completely in totality? And if we accept that we as individuals we can be complex and we can be contradictory, we can hold opposing beliefs, then why are we less accepting of that in others? Why do we not acknowledge the things that they're saying that might be right? Why do we only hold them to what they've said or what they believe that we think is wrong and then completely brand them wrong up and down head to toe? I think what I'm getting at is a kind of butchered version of the law of non-contradiction 
which if I understand it correctly, and I'm not, I'm not sure that I do understand it correctly, but this like principle of logic says that there are only two options. You can be A or not A, but you can't be both things at the same time in the same way. To me, that means we can be A and not A at the same time in different ways. So we can believe that we are right and also that someone who thinks completely differently to us is also right. The more we are able to acknowledge, accept and use that, the better off I think we'll all be. Anyway, I tied my brain in knots trying to get this all out. So please let me know what you agreed with, what you disagreed with. I definitely want to hear everybody's thoughts on this episode. Shout out to my dad who emails me feedback after every episode. Thank you. Um, And my DMs, as always, are open. Please let me know what you think or send an email to hey at zfeed.com.au. It's linked in the show notes. And if you like the podcast, please share this episode with a friend and just get real deep talking about it. Nothing would make me happier.